Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to She Leads Podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and this is season six, episode nine, entitled Respect is the Foundation with Yali Giovanni. Go to NicoleWalker.net forward slash blog to read Yali's bio and learn more about her and her business. Okay, Yali, welcome to She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We're excited to talk to you today and to learn more about your journey. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me, Nicole. I appreciate to be on She Leads Podcast, and I'm grateful for this opportunity. You're welcome. All right, so let's get started by you telling us about your background and what you currently do. I am the founder and executive program director for Breaking Barriers, which is an after-school program for children, teenagers, ages 13 to 19. And we include journaling, meditation, yoga. We do field trips as far as college tours, anything, the STEM programs, anything that's going to stimulate their mind and their, you know, give them that educational background in addition to school. And, and make it fun at the same time. You know, we have to incorporate fun in education because otherwise they won't get it. They're not even going to pay attention, huh? <laughs> yes, I love that. Oh, my goodness, right? Because kids don't think about meditation and did you say yoga too? Yes. Yoga, journaling, journaling in itself is so therapeutic, right? So in a sense, you're giving them therapy in addition to education. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Okay. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up where you currently are in this profession or in this field doing the service that you do. Well, I definitely hadn't planned on this. Um, this was definitely God sent, ordained, and assigned. Okay. And I had to answer to my calling because otherwise he was going to keep whooping me. Um, <laughs> you know, just keeping it real, honestly, because I, I was heading into the direction of the beauty industry. Okay. Um, I'm a licensed esthetician and I taught aesthetics for, you know, a few years and I was heading into opening up my own beauty school and God was like, nope, that is not the plan I have for you. Mm. But I was working at a private school. K through 12, and I saw the need. I didn't know exactly which direction God was going to take me in. I just asked him. There was a moment where I was talking to one of the teachers, and um, I had a deja vu moment. And I was like, oh, my God, you were in my dreams. You wow. know, and she was like, really? I was like, yes, I dreamt this. And so in that moment, like my whole body, I felt heat from literally from my feet all the way up. Like I felt that heat. So, of course, I didn't say anything to her because I didn't want her to think that I was crazy. <laughs> you know, after we part ways and I went into my office, you know, I sort of cried a little and I was like, okay, God, I know you have me here. What is my purpose? What is it that you need me to do? And, you know, went along about a month. Yeah, I would say about a couple of weeks to a month um, passed by and a student came to me and she was like, Miss Franklin, you know, can I talk to you for a minute? And I was like, sure. So she was like, why don't you teach a class? You're the only adult in this in this um, building that understands us. Like, you really listen to us. And I was like, well, I'm not a teacher, hon. You know, but maybe we can do something. I don't know. I'll think about it. And she was like, okay. 
So, you know, that weekend I prayed about it and I came back that following week and I was like, how about an after school program or something? Let's do something after school. If you guys are open to come and stay after school, I'll be here and we'll do something. And that's how Breaking Barriers was birthed as an after school program. Wow. And we talked about everything under the sun. In that room, there was no holes barred. And everything we discussed in that room stayed in that room. That was the rule of thumb. You know, if it was repeated, that person was no longer welcome into the group. And we kept that bond. And that's how we continue on until today. I love that. I love that. And that just, so many thoughts running through my head, right? Like, people in general, but especially kids, need a safe place, right? So it sounds like you created a safe place for them. And a lot of people, I think, think that they listen, but a lot of people aren't great at listening. So for them to tell you that you actually listen, that means you listen, because kids can tell whether you're listening or not, right? That's true. So, you know, so that's amazing. I love the whole heat from the feet to the head. You know, I've had some similar experiences, and I agree that you can't tell, certain people you can't tell, because they will think you're crazy, but people who understand, you know, it's times when you can feel a comfort, a, a hug from God, like you can literally feel those kind of things. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. I'm glad you listened. (laughs) You know, let me tell you, I listen to children. That's it. (laughs) Let's keep it real. I listen to children, you know, because I've been in their shoes. I've been in the shoes where I'm talking and I'm sharing what I, you know, an idea I have and nobody's listening. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm just talking to air. Yeah. Well, good for you. I love that. All right. So you just talked about being in that situation and things like that. So tell us about what you wanted to be when you grew up. To be honest, I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. And I didn't know quite exactly what type of doctor I was going to be, but I know that I enjoyed dissecting animals because Mm -hmm. in third, fourth grade, um, I'm from Panama, the country. And in third and fourth grade, we had lab. And in lab, we were actually able to dissect animals. Wow. And I've dissected pigs, iguanas. We have dissected different animals. And oh, my goodness. Yes. And so because of that, I wanted to become a doctor. because It was fascinating to me. But that was what I wanted to be when I was a little girl. Okay. All right. So I guess yours is different. And it's funny because mine, I wanted to be a doctor, too. Right. Yeah. But I used to think doctor as far as hospital, because that's all I knew. Right. I feel like like growing up, all I knew was doctor lawyer. Like, I feel like that's all I knew. That's all everybody talked about. Doctor lawyer. Right. So I chose doctor. Maybe it's from the Huxtables. I don't know where it came from. Right. And then I thought that I kind of just didn't do what I wanted to do. But I actually do want to go for my doctorate. You know, so I'm like, well, you know, I never realized that you could be a doctor outside of the hospital. As I've gotten older, I've learned like, oh yeah, you could be a doctor in anything. So we'll see if the stars are aligned for me to be a doctor, but that's an aside. The, what I was going to say was usually I can see with the different women how what they wanted to be, mm-hmm. even though they might not be exactly that, is still kind of in what they're doing. Do you see that with you wanting to be a doctor? And it, do you see it still being a part of what you're doing? Not in the sense of surgery. Perhaps psychologist, yes. I see myself as a PhD, you know, having my PhD in psychology. I definitely see that. So that type of doctor, absolutely, but not in the sense of surgery. Okay. Yeah. 
So yeah, so in a sense, still a doctor, because as I was listening to you in my head, I'm like, well, she's still kind of like, you know, you're getting down, you're being therapeutic to these kids, you're dissecting, helping them dissect their feelings, you know, kind of their emotions. So like, I kind of still saw, I just want to hear your thoughts, but I still saw all of that aligning together, you know, and hopefully yeah. you can go forward and become, get your doctorate, doctorate in psychology. Well, as you said, if, if it's a line in the stars, it will happen. Yes, I love it. All right, so tell us a little bit about the kind of upbringing you had as a child. I had a fun childhood. I grew up in, in Colón, Panama, which is Central America. So my first language is Spanish. And I migrated here to the States in 1989. I'm not going to tell you my age because, you know, they didn't know. <laughs> But, it, you know, it was seven of us in the household. I'm number six. And my brother, who was three years older than I, he and I were like buddies. I wanted to be like him. So I was a tomboy, jumping on roof and climbing on things. You know, that was just me. But I had a fun childhood up until fourth grade, when I will say. My emotions took a turn. My dad had migrated to the United States ahead of us to make sure that he was okay to bring the family over. And I just couldn't cope with school. Like I didn't, I had totally and completely just dejected out of school. And math is not my favorite subject, but I struggle a lot. And I remember my aunt who was a teacher at the school, she was like, you're not going to amount to anything. You know, you're not smart enough. And she'll compare me to my sister and all that good stuff. So aside from that experience, I was say my childhood was fun. Good, good. Yeah. That's funny because even listening to that, to me, that makes sense as to why you're there then helping other kids because exactly. you did struggle and things like that. So that's amazing. Right. I love it. I love it. All right. So can you tell us about a pivotal point in your life and how it shaped who you are today? Oh, woo -hoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lived in Chicago for about 15 years and I was married. I had my home and everything, and but my husband was abusive, so I experienced domestic violence. And in order for me to survive and still be alive before you today, I had to make a drastic move. Mm -hmm. And I migrated here to Florida, where I am, in 2009. And I tell you, if it wasn't for me moving, I don't think I will be before you. I'm just going to be wow. honest with you. And... I didn't know what I wanted to do because I didn't move here because I wanted to. It was a necessity. It was survival for me. So I went through my emotional breakdowns and all that good stuff. Like it literally broke me to pieces and I had to piece myself back together to be whole. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I realized, okay, I experienced this for a reason. It wasn't something that I was looking for because it was subtle. He wasn't always that way. Not before me. But when we got married, after I said, I do, oh, everything changed. Everything changed. It was literally like a switch went off and he was a whole different man. But that taught me to be vigilant and to listen to my inner and higher self. Because we get the nudges. We get the feeling, that gut feeling when it's telling us, no, something is wrong, follow it. So because of that experience, I am in a better situation now because I listen to my higher self now more so than anything because the signs were there. 
And I can honestly tell you, I ignore them because I'm like, oh no, he has a good side. Like, you know, he, he's great here and he's, you know, he does this great and all these excuses. But then what about the abuse? It was mental, it was emotional, and it was physical. It was all three. Wow. You know, yeah. but I'm here today, so I'm not, yeah. you know, let's get out of that negative yeah. low energy and you know, get back but to the No, high you know what? Like, I look at stuff so different, right? Because yeah. good, bad, in between, it's part of your story, right? And your story right. can help to save another person. So as I was listening to you, you inspired me to go get off the script. Let's just do a PSA. What are some of the warning signs or some of the things right. for people to look for that may be in a situation right now? that are listening or will listen that need to know like if you see this you need right. to get some moving because it could only get worse or it may only get worse we hope it doesn't but can you right. tell me a little bit about that if you don't mind for me it was oh you don't have to wear makeup because you know you're naturally beautiful and you know you you get that you're like oh he loves me the way i look you know blah 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 then it's oh don't wear these tight jeans or skirts has to be below your knee or don't talk to such and such and then it was isolation when you get off work come straight home or or you will think that when you get off work and he's calling you to talk to you on your way home that he's just being sweet no that's control mm. he is timing you and don't let me be five minutes late where were you what were you doing who were you talking to the signs were there and i was ignoring it because i'm thinking oh you know he cares about me no that's control Wow. That's control. You just touched me because that sounded like my whole ex-marriage. Look, that was... <laughs> well, you're right, though. Like, that's not blatant. People think you got to have a black eye. Like, no. Right. Small stuff. Thanks Absolutely. For Thanks for that. Somebody somewhere needs to hear that. Thank you. All right. So we'll move on. So can you tell us what you consider to be one strength, one weakness, and tell us what you do to mitigate your weakness my weakness i have few i you know i like to see the good in people and it has often backfired i'm always helpful you know trying to find a solution to somebody's problem when in when in actuality they're just plotting against you mm. steal your ideas talk about you Oh, you know, I so love the way you are. I love your energy. But then talk about how you always too high energy. Why are you always so happy? I'm like, what? But whatever. <laughs> I learned from that. I learned from that. But that is one of my weaknesses is that I always try to see the good in people and not really accept who they are. And what I've learned from that, which recently I'm like, okay, if they showing you who they are the first time, believe them. Yes. believe them you're not god you yes. know you're not god that's who they are and it's okay walk away i learned to just walk away and just keep it moving yes. you know so that is a huge weakness a strength of mine i would say i'm just straightforward and people can't take that you know some <laughs> people don't understand that, and i'm okay with that yes. i've learned to be okay being myself yes. and if they can't take it, that's not your people. Keep it moving. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes, 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 and yes. Thank you so much. And I agree. I'm not going to even, 
love. We're I didn't know how kindred of spirits we were, you know, but uh yes, you're you're in good company. Okay. <laughs> All right. So can you tell us what you're currently doing to improve yourself personally and or professionally? Yes. So personally, I am like a yogi. I'm listen, I am going to earn that master in yoga. You hear me? I, I love right. it so much i didn't think i was going to even like it but i yoga every day i meditate every day i stretch every day now i'm into acro yoga which is exercising if you see my facebook i'm stretching my legs up i'm in the oh, air flying yes darling it's gorgeous it's beautiful right on the beach right on the water i love it so that's what i'm doing for myself personally because it helps me de-stress it helps me to release all my traumas from childhood up until adulthood doing all that just helped me to be a better me professionally i continue to do continuing education everything that i see mental health because i'm dealing with inner city children so i want to be able to address the issues they have and experiencing in the moment different techniques on how to help them I, i'm becoming a certified trauma incident reduction specialist so I'm adding that into the program so that they can have a full one-stop shop health center for, for the youth, you know, mental health. So they have yoga, they have therapy, they have acro yoga, they have journaling, they have meditation. I want that for our youth. They deserve it just as much as us adults. I love that. I love that. It just to me shows your caliber of wanting to show up in excellence. Some people do stuff half. But you're right. to do it whole. You're like, I'm going to get this certification, even though you're already in the program, right? So some people right. say, well, I already got my program. I don't need anything, you know, but you're like, no, right. we right. take it to this level and that level and that level. So congratulations to you. You've been willing to do that and moving forward with that. That's amazing. Thank you. Awesome. And we'll have to talk later. I want to hear more about this acro. I never even heard of that acro. acro oh, yoga. Yeah, I heard right. of hot yoga. I didn't hear anything about this. Ac what? Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> all right so tell us about your morning routine what's your morning routine look like as soon as i wake up stretching meditation yoga prayer if i don't do that my day is not going going to go well i already know if i skip one i already know my day is going to just go off the chain Okay. Simply because you know how routines work, you know, once you get off one, baby, it's hard to get back on, Yeah. you know, and I know for me spiritually, if, if I'm not in, you know, in line with the higher power from the beginning, and I'm not saying that I'm in a bad mood, and I'm not saying that, I'm just saying that my mind is not in sync with my mm -hmm. physical yeah. because I'm not in one line. So it's important for me to meditate. It's important for me to do yoga. Definitely important for me to stretch, you know, because a sister got to keep it moving for these kids. <laughs> I have a purpose. I know that's right. <laughs> yes, I, I love that. A yes, a purpose. Yes, 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 yes. I love that, right? So... From what I heard, your morning routine is just as much for the people you're serving as it is for you. You know, you just have a purpose, right? So if you Absolutely. aren't where you need to be, 
then you can't be who you're supposed to be for all of the people that you're here to serve. So I love that. Absolutely. Love that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So you said something else, which I want to know more about. Now to mm -hmm. me, yoga and stretching was the same thing. How does that look different? Yoga is a form to me. This is just okay. my expressions and my experience. Okay. To me, yoga is also a form of prayer. Okay. So it's not just the physical activity. It's also getting in line and in sync with my higher power, which is God. Okay. okay. So, and, and as you know, I don't know if you do or not, um, certain mudras, which are hands and gestures, which are hand, they call it mudras, mean something. They each have a meaning, mm -hmm. which is a higher connection. So that's why I say, you know, I have to do those things because mm -hmm. they're in line with, my spiritual being and I have to be spiritually grounded and strong because I'm serving a multitude of people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. I love that. Yes. And I've done yoga and I can say that it is a spirit connection. I haven't done it in a while, which I do want to add it back, but you make me feel like I need to do it right, right now today. <laughs> <laughs> right now. I love that. I love the passion. Thank you. All right. So can you tell us about the latest book that you read or maybe listen to? Yes. I'm reading a book. It's called Your Subconscious Mind. Mm. And again, it's not only for me, but it's also for me to serve my community that I'm yes. serving. I need to understand the power of the subconscious mind mm. because that is where it, everything resonates. Yes. Our weaknesses, our fears, everything that we are able to do in the physical begins in our subconscious mind. Mm. So I need to understand more for the youth. Like I can get it for me, but from a youth perspective, how can I better serve them without having to be, oh, you need to be better than this, or, you know, you need to do this. How can I speak to them, speak that life into them for them to understand that you can change your subconscious mind. That's where your power begins. Yes. Right? And so I'm reading that book. Unfortunately, I can't think of the, the author's name. Okay. No, it's okay. We'll figure it out. You know, or oh, yeah, that's the book that I'm that's currently a project reading. for them to research. The subconscious that's true. mind. Right? Yes. <laughs> you gotta want it. You gotta want it. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So tell us about the toughest struggle you had to overcome and how you overcame it, if that's different from the pivotal point in your life? Mm -hmm. It is different. When I migrated to the United States from Panama, that was a culture shock for me. Let, let mm -hmm. me be honest with you. I come from a city where it's 99.999% Black folks. Okay. And I came into a new country, a new city, where I barely saw any Black folks, because I'm in California at this point. And I'm like, where are all these white people come from? And I'm fascinated that their eyes are green and blue and their hair is thin and, you know, blonde. <laughs> Child, I was like, where am I, you know? But, you know, that was a culture shock for me. Then I didn't speak English well, so I'm struggling with that. So it's a language barrier mm. and it's culture barrier, you know? So it was so many things at one time. And how I overcame that is one day, this kid in eighth grade, we're on the bus and he was just making fun of me because I didn't speak English. Mm. So I got home and I looked in that mirror and I said to myself, I'm going to learn English to the point where no one knows that I speak another language. Wow. 
And I tell you, I stopped watching telenovelas, which is soap operas in Spanish. <laughs> Chef, I stopped watching everything in Spanish and I started watching everything in English and writing down words the way I thought they sounded. And I would look it up in the dictionary, pronounce and enunciate the words. And that's how I learned English, aside from ESL in, in school. But that was a barrier that I had to, it was a hurdle, honey. Yes. <laughs> I love that, but I love how, you know, you could have went into a depression, a woe is me, only decided yeah. to stick with other Spanish people if they were even around. I'm thinking hopefully it was like one at least. But you could have chose to just go around where Spanish people were, but you're like, you know what? Oh, okay, yes, that is a weakness. Now we're going to figure out how to turn it into not so much of a weakness. So that's amazing. And Absolutely. that's what we have to do on a daily basis, right? Like we're not all strong in every area, but that doesn't exactly. mean that we can't get better if we want to. People gonna always have an opinion. So if somebody right. got an opinion about something that you don't care about, then don't let them have you driving yourself crazy to fix it. But if it's something that right. does bother you, then that's use it as an opportunity. So I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Tell us about an aha moment that you had lately and what changed as a result. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I don't like putting myself out there. Like I don't like being on video and you know, everybody looking at me. So someone challenged me to post a video <laughs> and I did it and I, and I posted it and I was like, and I had so many text messages and inboxes from that video. I didn't expect it. And it was like, Oh, like, you were scared all this time, girl. All this time, I'm like, why was I scared? And I was like, you know what? You can change lives. The world won't know who you are and what you're doing if you're not sharing it. And that is my motto now. When I'm posting now or when I finally decide to go live because I'm doing videos, I got to, you know, I got to do it step by step. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. So I know exactly you know, what you mean. Yeah. When I get the courage to go live, then, you know, I know it's it's not that difficult and it's okay, you know, but that was my aha moment. I was like, ah, oh, look at that. I'm changing life. And it was actually young kids that was sending me messages like, oh my gosh, thank you. Cause my parents don't understand me. And, you know, cause I was talking about parents how important it is for you to listen to your children and don't mm -hmm. don't always assume or act as if you know everything it's okay if you don't and it's it's okay for you to say i don't know yeah you know but listen to them because that's all they're looking for they don't really need much from you all they want is for you to listen mm -hmm. you know not and, and that's what i shared and i got so many messages about that one little 2 minute video wow yeah yeah you talking to me, but my son talk a lot. If I listened to him, I wouldn't have nothing else to do all day. <laughs> so what's the remedy for me? Because that's not realistic for me. I can't let, look, he talks from sunup to sundown. You know, he barely stops talking. <laughs> How old is he? Six. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, so look, I like that advice. But in my life, that I'm not listening to him all the time. I just can't do it. <laughs> I'll be tuned out. He'd be like, Mom, you know, it really makes me upset when you don't listen to me. Ryan, you talk all the time. <laughs> or you can say, or you can say, Well, mommy needs a little moment. 
Okay. So, you know, you can tell him that mommy needs a little moment. Or mommy has to do something, but I need, I need my, I need my time. You know, yeah, I can't yeah. listen to you and I want to give you my undivided attention, but if I'm busy, I can't do that. Yeah. You okay. know. That's good. <laughs> then I'll be like, could you just give me some peace, right? So then he flips it on me when I start asking him for something. He like, Ma, I just want some peace. I'm like, you know what? Child. I it on myself. I bought it on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You sure did. <laughs> I love that. So tell us about a leadership principle or practice that governs your life. There's a few. The main one is treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't care what degree you have. If you don't respect people. Your leadership is zero to none. Mm. Because you have to understand that at the end of the day, we're human beings. Yeah. And at the end of the day, no matter how old you are, respect is the foundation. You can get people to do anything for you. And I've done it. Yeah. As long as you are humble and respectful, you don't even have to really be caring. Humble and respectful, that will drive you to the end of the world if you need to be. Mm. And I truly believe that is give what you want in return. I live by that. I like that. To me, that's a foundation, right? But then I even like to take it a step further because to me, that's the baseline. Like that's what you should do without a shadow of a doubt. Right. And once you get that down pat, actually take the time to get to know people so you can treat them how they want to be treated. Because let's just say they don't want to be treated the way you want to be treated. Absolutely. You won't know that until you get to know them. So at least give them that baseline. Then try to put in that extra effort to go above and beyond and get to know them and give them what they're actually looking for because then that builds a deeper and entirely different connection. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I take the time out to get to know people. And you don't have to ask a thousand and one questions. Yeah. You can ask five basic questions. What do you like to do? Where do you go when you leave work? Or, you know, do you read books? What, you know, what's your favorite books? You got to ask questions so that they can feel welcome. Yes. Because at the end of the day, you're with these people eight, nine, ten hours out of the day. You're with them more than you are with your family. Mm. So they become your family. Yeah. And if you don't know who they are, then you just coexisting in, in a place for ten hours. I can't live like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then just like you said, though, you miss an opportunity. Like you said, people will go to the end of the earth for you if you make them feel valued, feel important, Absolutely. you know, and it shouldn't be phony because people Absolutely. can smell phony a mile away. Yeah. And it's not hard to do, like you said. So I mm-hmm. love that. <laughs> All right. So do you have a recommended resource that you can share with the listeners? It could be something you use personally, professionally, for yoga, for meditation, daily life business, whatever. For me, success starts within. Mm. How you feel about yourself, who you think you are, is it paves the way for you, whether it's that day or whether it's long-term, whether it's short-term. So spend time with you. Mm. Know you. Respect you. Because you can't require anyone else to respect you 
if you don't respect yourself. Mm. So spend more time with you. I wouldn't call that a resource. I would just, I don't know what to name it. Okay. But everything begins with you. Yeah. You know, and that that's just the honest truth. I could sit here and I can use all these educated words. <laughs> you know? You know, because I can use big words, but no, let, let's be real and, and let's let's bring it down so people can understand. The more you understand who you are, you love who you are, you appreciate who you are, the world is endless. Yes. Then, then you won't be asking me why I'm so happy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Great advice. And I would say, yes, that's advice, right? So to me, I was thinking, though, as a resource, maybe a journal can help people to get to this place. That could be a possible resource as an assistant to help. Yes. Yes. I actually have a workbook. Okay. A self-development workbook that I did myself when I experienced my divorce. Mm. And... I created the workbook and now I have it on Amazon and it's called Building Inner Strength and Power for a Better You. Building Inner Strength and Power for a Better You? Yes. Okay. All right. We'll link we'll link that in on the website. We'll link that out. So check out NicoleWalker.net backslash blog. Look for Yali's blog post about her episode and you'll see the link for that. All right. Awesome. Okay, so do you have a favorite quote that you want to share with us? It's in Spanish. Ooh. We might have Spanish listeners, so can you give us in Spanish, and then can you give us the English translation? <laughs> La vida es una sola. Hay que vivir un paso sobre otro. You only have one life. You make one step at a time, and that's how you will survive. I think that's the translated version. Because when you translate, it doesn't always translate as it is. You know, sometimes it doesn't make sense in English. But yeah, and and that's from my Uncle Fred. Oh, wow. Fred Franklin. Yes, all right, Uncle Fred. Okay. So I love that. Would you say, like, if you had to summarize it yourself, it's basically saying you have one life, take one step at a time? Take one step at a time. I love that. Because that's all yeah. you can do, right? You can't, I yep, mean. That's all you can do. <laughs> he stopped me one day. I was stressing. I was, he just grabbed my hand and he whispered that into my ears twice. Wow. And I literally calmed down. And from that moment, I was like, you know what? Stop stressing. Yeah. So when I find myself stressing, I say it to myself. It's, it's only one life. Take it one day at a time. So, one, you know, I keep saying it to myself so that I can understand that, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. You know? I love that. All right. Okay. So we're done with the interview portion per se, right? I like to add a little fun tidbit on the end. And this is a little bit of me being selfish and then a little bit of me sharing, right? Because I love travel. And I think everyone should experience travel or should be in the mindset of enjoying travel. So tell us about where your last vacation was what your favorite mm-hmm. vacation spot is and what where your next vacation will be. Okay. So my last vacation was in Panama. I went back home to visit, but I didn't stay with family. Okay. I was literally a tourist in my own country. That's, real. <laughs> That's awesome. I did that before New York. Well, I'm not really? from New York. I'm from New Jersey, but I went to New okay. York and did the whole 
walking around Wall Street, stuff that no one that lives there does. Like, you know, right. so can, that's, that's cool. Tell us more. Right. And then my favorite vacation spot was Bahamas. Oh my gosh, that water is clear. Oh, wow. And beautifully blue. Love Bahamas. The food was delicious. Okay. And where I would love to go next will be Ghana. Nice. Africa. Okay. So you're manifesting that one. Yes, I am, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Okay. Yali, thank you so much. I appreciated talking with you and learning more about you. So before I let you go, do you want to tell our listeners about any services or products that you have, ways they can get in contact with you, any way they can support you if they're interested in doing so? Yes, actually, we're on IG as Breaking Barriers, B, Barriers 1. B as in boy, Barriers 1, that's our IG. And you can always contact us on info at bbarriers.org, info at bbarriers.org. We're currently working on our website, so I don't want to give you an address um, right now, but we are working on it. All right. Well, thank you, Yali, again. And I will include all of your Instagram and contact information out on the website. So if anyone wants to check the website to get that information, NicoleWalker.net backslash blog and look for Yali's particular post and you'll see all of that information there. Again, Yali, thank you so much for joining us on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you sharing your journey and your insight with us today. Thank you for having me. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. Please be sure to go to our Facebook page at She Leads Podcast to like or follow us. Also, let us know if this episode inspired you by leaving a comment under the post for season six, episode nine. Thanks. Until next time, be empowered and empower on.